in a world that tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job, end your relationship, start a new one, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist this so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. Well, I'm here to change that. Join me and my guests every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Hello, everybody. This week, I have with me the beautiful Nicole Eaton. She is the author of Rock Your Soul. She's an intuitive therapist, host of the Rock Your Soul podcast, and her mission is to remind you of your power. So let me ask you, Nicole, why do we forget how powerful we are in the first place? Mm, It's such a great question. And I think that it depends on our circumstance, right? Some of us start off having that loving boost from our families. Some people start off having a really great inner self, inner self dialogue, and some of us don't. So it could be as easy and as simple as having parents who didn't express their love of you, didn't amplify your gifts, didn't speak to you in a way that felt really good and honoring of who you are. So we could have from the jump lost our power (laughs) by the way that we've had the experiences of our external situations growing up. Now, for some of us, it may have been that we had people like that in our life and we found our way through and then we got into the real world and the real world disappointed us in some way. And I think that the big theme of how we lose our power is that we look to the external circumstances for validation, for approval, for proof of, of who we are and who we're capable of being. And so what I love to teach is reminding people that their power is not created from the outside in, but from the inside out. That is so true. How did you work that into your life from like what you were saying from the beginning through all the chapters of your life? How did you lose your power? How did you gain it back? It's a really interesting story because I don't know if I was somebody who ever fully identified with my power until later on in life. I think that I was always somebody who was a little bit of a people pleaser and somebody who wanted to make people happy and learn to do that through self-abandonment and learn to do that through by being whatever people needed of me. And so I went through life and I, um, I moved out when I was 17 and I met my husband and we got married when I was 19 years old. And then I had a baby and I was still in school for my master's degree, my bachelor's degree when I had my baby at 20. And Nothing will make you feel more like you don't have power than scrambling to survive and being a new mom and being, you know, and being a a student still. And, you know, I felt powerless in every facet of my life. I felt powerless in my identity and who I was. Like I'm a mom now. I don't even know who I am and I'm taking care of somebody else. I felt powerless um, in my finances. I mean, we were trying to My husband was working like 12 hours a week, commission-based, so it was really unpredictable on when we could pay and what we could pay. I was in school full-time, and we still needed daycare because, you know, I was in school full-time and he was working. So I felt powerless in every single area. And I remember shortly after I had my second daughter, I had my second daughter one week after graduating with my master's degree. And... I remember just knowing, like, I think there's this moment in everybody's life where you have this nudge of like, there's got to be more. 
there has to be more like this can't be it like this constant struggle and this constant feeling of being powerless and this constant feeling victimized by your world some of which you created some of which has been handed to you and i remember that moment where i was like this isn't it for me like this i refuse to let this be my story and i think that everybody has that in them that everybody has that little tiny voice and i always refer to it as your inner intuition your soul And it just says, no, wait, this isn't it. Like there's more, but you've got to work for it a little. So I was already going to school for my master's in mental health counseling. Um, And so I was learning a lot about the brain and how the brain works and how our perception is based on our beliefs and our beliefs are built by our thoughts. And so our thoughts alone are filtering the world that we're seeing and how we're seeing it. And that's a wild notion. But then I took it a step further and I started learning about manifesting And I remember at first it was like a really basic intro to manifesting. I always talk about this um, secret by Rhonda Burns, like a very intro level manifestation. And so I began to just question, like I grew up as somebody who didn't believe in anything. I never had a religion in my life. I never had any parents or parental figures talking about spirituality. Like I was very disconnected from that. And I remember having this curiosity. And I think that's a really powerful place to start is curiosity. I remember having this curiosity of like, what if this isn't it? What if life could be better? And I began with these like, what if there is a universe supporting me? And what if my thoughts do matter and are shaping my reality? And what if things could get just a little bit better? And the 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 next chapter, the, the defining moment was kind of a silly one, to be honest. <laughs> I remember we were so broke. We were like, what utility bill do we pay? You know, that's how broke we were like, okay, it's winter. We can't go without heat. Can we go without lights? Like it was that bad. And I remember reading this book and saying, Hmm, I wonder if I can manifest, like, what if I could manifest a check from the universe? And I kind of said it and forget it. I thought about it and I just let it go. And I remember less than a week, week and a half later, I got a check that was an audit from a job that I had worked at seven years prior. It was like $600, which at that time was like life-changing money. Okay. That was like going to pay my bills. That was going to catch me up. Like that was like, I was going to be able to stay in my house. That was like life-changing money. And from there, it just began this process. That was like the light bulb moment of like, okay, this is something, something's here. There's something to this. Why would I get a five, $600 check from a job? I worked a retail store job. I worked several, several years prior. And so I began to do more of that and it began to just change my life. And I began to be really consciously aware of what I was thinking about my world, about playing victim to it or being in my power. And I remember at this one point, I was really deep in depression during that point. And for me, I kept thinking, okay, so if I can manifest checks, like what else can I manifest? (laughs) And my passion now and what I love to teach people now is that cool for the checks, cool for the vacations. I love that for you. Cool for the fun stuff in your life. But more importantly, the thing you're waking up to every day is yourself and how you feel about yourself and how you walk through the world. So how do I manifest that? And I began to work myself out of depression, a really deep depression with thoughts, with intention, with learning more about energy with learning about what energy was impacting me and how it was impacting me and tapping into my intuition more. And it was just like a, 
little bit of a spiral from there of incorporating this whole different belief system really into my world. And I mean, I wish I could like turn my computer around to show you what my life looks like right now. I have like a waterfall slide in ground pool, such like, it looks like a little resort in my backyard. I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that for whoever's listening, that wherever the hell you are, whatever your life looks like, whatever it feels like, that's not permanent. And I strongly, strongly believe that if you can pay attention to what you're thinking, how you're walking through the world and really get clear on what you want, that you can change your life in profound, substantial ways too. And I know that was a lot. No, I mean, I was just (laughs) to bullet point everything that you're saying, because there were so many incredible tools and techniques in there that just sounded all casually put together. But I know that you did a lot of research yourself to connect all the dots. I love, and for many, many of my women that are listening to the podcast, I know that you're trying to make a big decision. I know that you're in that moment of what if there is more? And I really always say, like, like you mentioned, we all go through that unless you've been gifted with an incredible life, which I don't know. I think that that's not really happening to many people. At some point, you're going to find challenges. You're going to have those forks on the road and you're going to have those moments where you're like, is this it? Is this enough? And I love yeah. how you're saying curiosity, just that being open minded. Um, I think it's very important that you surround yourself with environments or people who expand your vision. And I love that that's what you were saying about, you know, our minds, the way that we see the world is not the way that the world is, is the way that our minds filter through it. Recently, we had the Super Bowl. And the thing that I love the most was the day after everybody's interpretation of Rihanna's uh, performance. Yes. (laughs) We were all watching the same thing. And yet there were a hundred different interpretations that we're all based on whatever programming is running our filter. Like there were people out there being outraged that she was pregnant on an elevating thing. There were people out there that were so proud of her because she was pregnant and she was performing. And it was just so interesting to see it's what we have inside. It's that awareness of those thoughts are going to create beliefs and those beliefs are going to create the life that we want. So I love that you were saying curiosity, transform those what ifs into could it be possible for me and then how you at the end wrapped it up with I wish that you could see my life this is actually happening so for people who are like yes okay Nicole but you're different than me you're more beautiful than me you're younger than me um you've already had your children so you don't have to deal with the demands of being a mom of young children how can we help them still get to that next level Oh, that's such a great question. I had a lot of those limiting beliefs myself. Okay. So my big, my big limiting belief for a long time was, well, this is my life because I got pregnant early. Like I had, I was still, I was pumping breast milk in the bathroom stall at my college during my bachelor's degree, finishing up my bachelor's degree. I had professors who didn't want me to continue their courses because Um, they didn't think I could be successful and because my due date was right around the end of the semester and they're like, you're going to miss a lot and like, you should just drop now. Um, so I had a lot of reasons of why I was too young to be doing what I was doing. I didn't come from an affluent background. I had kids too early. And if you know what having young kids is, it's like being the most spread thin you've ever been in your entire life and you're physically exhausted and you're not sleeping. And I had all of these reasons of why it wasn't going to work. 
And I also come from a town that, you know, making $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year is considered a very good living. So my pipe dreams for my money were really, really low. Like, I mean, if I could get something where I was just making 30, 40,000, I'd be like locked in. So I had no good reason to succeed. And I'll say to you that maybe you have no good reason to succeed. Maybe you have all the odds against you and you don't have help, but what you do have is your mind. And I know that sounds silly to start, but when you start playing that what if game, you start seeing possibilities. So when I started to manifest money, I'm like, I have a fixed income. I have a, I have a master's degree, but I was making 32,000 a year working 40 some hours a week, working hours that sucked. Like I began to wonder like, okay, so where is it going to come from if I'm have this steady income? And the thing that's important is that when you tell your brain to look for something, like if we think of our brain as like a Google search bar, it will look for whatever you tell it. So when you're feeling stuck and you're repeating thoughts around stuck, and this is it, and this is as good as it's going to get, and I can't do this because of this, this, and this. Like when you have those on repeat, your brain will say, okay, I'll look for that. And it will look for exactly what you already have and proof of what you already have. But when you invite in those different thoughts or different beliefs and you say, well, what what if it could be different? What if I can make more money? Um, you might not know how that's got to happen. And I think that's the really hard part when changing your life is that you want to figure out how you want point A to point B. And I'm going to tell you, that's not really how it works, even though we want it to work that way. If you can be willing to believe that life can get a little bit better for you, I really believe it can, because what happened was, okay, I saw that check. Awesome. I was like, Hmm, what else can I do? What else can I do here? And then I saw another one. I actually got a credit from the Carnival Cruise Lines for like an insane amount of money. And I called Carnival and I'm like, please don't, like, this is going to be really bad. I didn't take this. Like, I swear I didn't steal it. And they're like, we have no record of this. I'm like, I'm looking at my bank account. Like, it's there. And I called my friend who worked at the bank. I'm like, I don't want to be like fraudulent. Like, I don't want any of this. And I ended up being just an error that nobody tracked. And it sat in my bank account for six months. And the bank was like, well, it's yours. Like it's assumed it's not claimed. It's not fraudulent. It's not anything. So I ended up with like $1,500 for no reason, but even more importantly, I ended up with opportunities that kept presenting themselves because I was willing to be open to them. And I think that's the magic, right? Is the willingness to be open allows your brain to look for different opportunities, different possibilities, picking up different things within conversations. Like you said, with the Rihanna situation, like you're going to hear things or see things differently based on that perception. So, you know, if the, if the world's a bad, terrible place and you're a victim to it, you're going to see all of the bad, terrible proof that's there. If you believe the world is good and you're having a good day, like you'll see the good in the good day. And we can kind of manipulate our brain a little bit by intentionally looking for good things to report at the end of the day. That's another really fun little tool is just to say, okay, I need 10 new things at the end of today that went well. And so what your brain does is it starts to go through your day and it's like, okay, well, I need to look for things that go well. I need to just pay attention for any little moment that feels really juicy and good. And it starts to shape shift how you see the world. So from that feeling of being super broke, I was able to manifest small changes, small moments. And from there, I was able to op uh, manifest opportunities and the opportunities for a little bit more and a little bit better. And then I got there and I could get a little bit more and a little bit better. And so I won't show you my backyard and be like, this happened overnight. It was a good seven years, eight years. But I will tell you that 
with the willingness to believe in something better for yourself, with the willingness to invite and help and support, because I know as women, and I know your audience is primarily women, we have a hard, hard time accepting support and opportunities. And we're used to doing it all. And I've been on my own since I was 17. And I had my first baby at 20. And my family moved away. And it was like this whole thing where I was so used to supporting and relying on myself that that's all I knew. I wasn't really open for other people to support me or to invite that in. And so I would even ask you, are you willing to be supported and let yourself be supported by the universe, by other people, by possibility? And um, yeah, I think that that's a good place to start is knowing that your limiting beliefs are just limiting beliefs. They're just thoughts that you kept thinking that you found proof for in your environment. So to change that, you have to be willing to believe something new. And you don't have to go a 180 from the direction you're in. That's really important. I think that's where a lot of people get hung up when they think of affirmations and manifestations. Go with what you're willing to believe. If you are feeling like crap about yourself, but you're willing to believe that maybe tomorrow you could feel just a little bit better about yourself, you could feel just a little bit more comfortable in your body, you could feel a little bit more on your game or a little bit more confident, that's perfect. That's such a beautiful stair step. It doesn't have to be zero to 60. We can identify that these beliefs are literally not helping you and then choose differently. Yeah, I like to say, instead of fake it until you make it, my mantra is affirm it until you make it. Affirm it until it becomes who you are. And if it resonates with you, it will stick. If you really are saying whatever, something that your your soul doesn't really want to follow that path, it will not stick to you. So you can repeat it and affirm it as much as you want, but it will only be when your soul is in alignment with that, that yeah, it will become your your persona. I love what you were saying about the gratitude part. Um, Because again, that's something that, we take for granted so much that we have in our lives. And I mean, pretty much everybody that is listening to us has a capable body, is breathing, has a roof over their heads, has a phone or a computer to hear us. That's already so many things that we can be grateful for. So whenever we're falling into that, again, pre-programmed pattern of negativity, or why is this happening to me? Why is just listening back into gratitude. I've, I, I've said before, I cannot do the gratitude journals. That to me is like an extra step in my routines that doesn't flow with me. But what I've yeah. done is that I find for the situations where I get triggered, where I get upset, like I was, I'm stuck in traffic. The other day I went to a workshop that went on for four and a half hours when it was supposed to be two hours. And I was so hungry. And I, when I feel those moments of I'm getting angry, I'm getting activated, that's the moment to be grateful. And I remember in that workshop, I was with my daughter and she was also like, mom, I'm so hungry. And I was like, this is a good moment for us to be grateful for all the times that we get to eat. Whenever we're hungry, we get to the fridge and let's think about all the people. And she was like, actually, that makes me feel better about this moment of hunger. <laughs> so it's like you were saying, start with the mind. That's the first step. Like, get that mind tuned out. And it's the one thing that they don't teach us in any schools. Like you can have yeah. all the master's degrees in the world. And I feel like we are at the point where now we're talking about it. But for those of us who, for those who are at the beginning stages of, okay, so how does my mind work? How can I get more into this rewiring for positive thinking, for seeing opportunities, for being curious? What would you suggest like could help them just get started? Yeah. Um, a couple things that will be helpful for just reprogramming, rewiring is really getting honest with yourself. I know that's like a silly first step, but sitting down a lot of times when people are really unhappy in their lives, they are 
coasting through. They are telling themselves whatever they need to. They're telling other people whatever they need to, to get through. And so having a really good moment of honesty where you can like write down all your thoughts. I don't care if you just write it down and delete it or burn it. I don't care what you do with it, but just getting really clear about what it is you're actually thinking and actually feeling. Um, that's going to help guide your process of like, okay, so what would I need to believe differently? What would be a more helpful belief or what belief am I incorporating on a regular basis that just sucks? It's not leading me to where I want to go. It, it isn't getting, it's actually keeping me stuck or small or scared or whatever. Um, so just getting really clear and honest is a beautiful first step. And then you can create a habit with it. So I actually like cheat codes to life. I'm a big cheat code kind of girl. I love a night hypnosis. I love Jason Stevenson. I love Michael Seely. And if you can't bring yourself to say those things in, in the daytime, if you can't look in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth and just have the thought of like, girl, you look hot today. Like it's, <laughs> we're going to kill today. It's going to be awesome. If you don't have that in you and you're like, that just feels like I'm not ready for that. Let's start with a, a nighttime hypnosis. Um, and again, somebody I very much trust is Jason Stevenson. You can find, there's a really beautiful one he has called Heal. Um, it's like a yellow uh, background, but that one is my favorite for like the days where I know I'm in a crappy mood. Because even after you do good things for you, you aren't like, you're not immune to the bullshit of the world. Like I'm going to say this as, as somebody who's conquered a lot and still has moments where I'm doubting the shit out of myself. Like that's normal. And the difference now versus then was I don't stay there. I know how to get myself out of it. I don't let it be a five to 10 day thing. I let it be a, okay, tonight we're going to start over for tomorrow. And I'm going to do that by putting on this hypnosis or saying some intentions before bed of how do I want to feel? How do I, how do I want to wake up? How do I want to sleep tonight? And I just set some intentions either in my head or on paper um, before bed. And I kind of give myself a night reset of just, okay, how do I want to wake up tomorrow? Cause today I'm washing my hands of today. Some days are like that, but tomorrow I still have. And tomorrow I can set myself up for a better mood and a better mindset. And so, yeah, I, my favorite cheat code is to do hypnosis. There's another good one by Jason Stevenson. That's like sleep and confidence. It's like 36 minutes, 40 minutes. And I swear like anytime I need a little confidence boost, that's my, that's my go-to night one. So even if you're not ready to like listen to affirmations while you like put on your moisturizer or do your skincare, like, which is another great way if you can pair it with something you're already doing, um, cheat codes, putting yourself in a, in a situation where you can listen to something while you sleep, because in your sleep, you are the most easily able to accept that as your truth. We have too much bullshit for lack of a better word in our waking day to day. That's like, Oh, well I could believe that, but you know, our limiting beliefs step in the way and what we've been programmed to think. But at night you're, you're an open channel for change. You you have the most uh, in our relaxed state is when we're most changeable. So anytime you can find relaxation and then throw some affirmations in there, even better. But yeah, if you're not ready for that, try the hypnosis because I think like that's just a fun little way you can start that process and start to just feel lighter in the morning. I think that's like the magic of it. It's just feeling a little lighter. <laughs> Yeah, I love the idea of the nightly reset. It's like, I often say every day can be a New Year's resolution. Like, why do we wait until January 1st? Every day, just yeah. be like, 
Okay, and like you said, if I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve yesterday, it doesn't matter. Today is a new day, but let's not just throw the baby out with the bath water, just reset. And, and yeah, hypnosis at night, there's been times in my life where there was so much going on that sleeping was like, it, it just can't happen. And just popping in one of those hypnosis um, YouTube videos that is just playing in the background. And he was like, okay, somehow this person put me to sleep. <laughs> it's magic. Yes. Well, and I love too, like, um, just in terms of like a nightly reset, I love an Epsom salt bath too. That will clear your energy. And sometimes the, the thing about like thinking different, and actually this is what I'm talking a lot about in my upcoming book. Like you can focus on changing your mind all you want. If you're stuck in an energy that's garbage, like you've had a lot of tension or conflict, you've had a lot of fear or sadness, like clear the energy out first, because what I view energy as, as, in relation to our thought process and our beliefs about ourselves, is it's kind of like a little bit of a helmet when the energy is really heavy and bad. It's like it locks it all in and we have a hard time thinking differently. So when we can get into a space where we're clearing the energy out and making new suggestions, that's like the the game changer. And you can do that a couple different ways. One being an Epsom salt. Again, I love a cheat code. I'm a lazy girl. I like, I like ease. Um, so Epsom salt bath, uh, Palo Santo stick is another really great way or sage. A lot of people like just even putting sage in your oil diffusers. Again, I like a lazy girl hack and I like to make it easy. So if we can change our whole life and make it easy along the way. Like, why wouldn't we do that? I'm a total bath snob. I used to be like, oh, I'll, t- I'll take a bath on a Friday night, you know, when everything is done and everything. Yep. And now I literally... In all the houses, there's got to be a massive bathtub. Whatever I go traveling, there has I don't care if there's a pool in the resort. I need a bath because especially when traveling, being on a plane, yeah. to me, the biggest thing is I have everybody's energies going through the airports really stress me, gets me so much anxiety. I have to ground when I get to my destination, but soak in like, and I soak in there. My daughter the other day was like, mom, are you still alive? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm literally recharging. I put myself into that bath play the music, have the incense. And that's my time. And yeah, I think that we underestimate things like that. We've, we've considered them a luxury when in reality it's just as necessary as brushing our teeth. So I love that you also mentioned that. Nicole, you are full of resources. How can people find you? Yes. So the best way, the most active way to get my free content is on my Instagram or TikTok. So NicoleEaton.xo, um, NicoleEaton.com will get you any services with me. If you want to book a soul therapy session, um, or intuitive therapy session, and I actually just added a speed session. So if you just need to be talked down from the ledge and you need a little love and advice, I offer like a texting service so that you can kind of connect with me. I'll remind you of who the hell you are and we'll get back going. Um, so I offer that and just keep a really good eye out. I have a new book coming out this summer. Uh, it's called Rock Your Comeback, The Down to Earth Guide to Reclaiming Your Power. So that will be out hopefully in July, but we're uh, waiting on the publisher for that. So yes. So please find my book. Please find me. I love to answer questions and make sure you leave questions on my posts because I love to connect with you all. I'm so looking forward to your book coming out. And I recommend everyone go to her Instagram page. Um, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know what the hell is going on there. But your videos on Instagram, they are so to the point and fun and so much information. Like a lot of what we've been talking about here, it's also in your I guess that you post almost daily. There's a lot of videos that are so easy to watch. It's a lot. 
It's a lot. It's a lot. But you know what? It, I break down all of these things into little tiny exercises that you can do or little tiny like nuggets of thoughts for your day. So I would love for you to join me on Instagram. Um, TikTok is honestly the same. I just transfer the video over. So pick your poison, pick which which uh, me- social media resonates with you, but I'm there either way. And yes, thank you so much for inviting me on. This has been so fun. This was so amazing. You have so much wisdom. And I just have a couple of questions that I ask all my guests, but I want to see yeah. them. And the first one, it's like, where do you see the world's next great chapter? Where do you see this beautiful world of us heading into? I think the world has been in this process of leveling up in terms of consciousness and like we're talking about energy more and it's not this crazy weird out there like condemned thing anymore. We're talking about how we feel more. I actually was invited to into a uh, preschool. I've been invited into like eighth grade uh, classrooms. Like I'm getting invited into a younger age to teach them the power of their mind and the power of manifestation and the power of energy. And we're talking about instead of, you know, letting little kids throw temper tantrums and condemning them to the corner, we're talking about their feelings and giving them words so that they can say, here's what's going on for me and learning healthy ways to do it. So I think we're coming off a generation uh, that didn't talk as much about their feelings and didn't talk as much about energy. And now we're morphing into this beautiful society that has more words for it. Um, And I'm excited for that personally, because I love to see people be authentic and I love to see people thrive. And I think we're really stepping into a really full embodiment of mental health and intuition and better energy, I think. That is so true. And as you were saying that, I was thinking really with what we have ahead in the next decades with AI coming in and it's going to become part of our lifestyles, um, emotions and being human is what's going to make us different. Like the times of being productive and being intelligent and all that. I mean, sure, there's still going to be a place for that, but it's going to be our humanity that is going to be more in the center of who we humans are. So I love like what you were saying that now the new generations are getting a much more uh, extensive vocabulary about all of that. Because yeah, before us, I mean, it was the wild, wild west of no emotions, just bottle it all up. That was the, the bad do it. <laughs> we drink through it. We do it. Yeah. 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 We're coming off of that. So thank goodness. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then where do you see um, your next great chapter? I think it's starting. I think we're in the process of it. I think there's a lot to come from this book. There's a lot of impact to make. And I'm really working on building up uh, course offerings so that I can reach more people rather than one-on-one, which I still love and do. But I really want an opportunity to get... My big thing is like, I don't feel like I have this information in me and for, for nothing, you know, like I feel like this is a life hack. Why can't we all have it? And the more people I can reach with that, the more people I can connect with, with that, the more ways I can get everybody feeling powerful in their lives. Like that's my next chapter is how do I connect with more and more people so that I can remind you all you're badasses and <laughs> capable of anything. And you're never stuck where you are and you have the power to change it at any given moment of any given day. That is so beautiful. Everyone needs someone like you in their corner, just cheering them on and letting them know that, yeah, you can get your power back, even though it's been fragmented and lost and along this magical journey we call life. 
it's still there. We can call it back in. So I love what you're doing. I love the impact that you're creating. I wish you the absolute best with your book. Please let me know when it's out. And yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for your time with us today, Nicole. This was amazing. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And for everyone else, I'll see you next week. Aloha. Hey, if you're passionate about helping others move to the next chapter and want to join one of the fastest growing industries, I would like to invite you to my upcoming training to become a certified holistic divorce coach. Just head over to olganadal.com and click on the Holistic Divorce Institute tab. I can't wait to meet you inside the program.